and welcome to the Institute of International Finance's podcast series, All About the Green, where we focus on the exciting world of sustainable finance. I'm Greer Mizels, Chief of Staff here at the Institute of International Finance, and we are absolutely delighted to have Mr. Jeard Krumpelman joining us, who is the Head of Reporting and Stakeholder Engagement at ABN AMRO Bank in the Netherlands. He is here to talk to us about some of ABN AMRO's work in the impact measurement and reporting space, as well as anything else that's on his mind, of course. Jeard, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you. Before we really get into it, it would be good if you could tell our audience a little bit about yourself. How did you get interested in sustainable finance? And was this always sort of the career trajectory you had at ABN AMRO, or is it something you've gotten into a little bit more recently? Yeah, that's that's a good question to start with, I guess. So I've been in banking for the last about 20 years, but the first 12 or 13 years, I was mainly in commercial roles. So within our private bank and within our retail bank, I worked a lot with clients on investing and financing. And the last seven or seven years or so, I've been involved in sustainability at group level and responsible for our integrated reporting and our non-financial reporting and benchmarks. And I would not say that my transition from business to sustainability was uh, the reason for that was that I really wanted to build a sustainable bank. I thought it was a very interesting area and I wanted to contribute somehow to improving that for the bank as a whole. I felt that we could possibly make more impact and I was keen to contribute to the team. So that was more of the reason for me joining this new role. But it's already been over seven years ago. So it's, it seems like a, quite a long time in sustainability, and I'm still enjoying myself. That's great. And, and that is a long time. And what you said kind of echoes what we hear a lot from some of our other member firms that, you know, people who are now in roles of you know, chief sustainability officer or, you know, in the reporting and ESG kind of czars of various organizations, you know, that's kind of evolved over time. And people often started off in different sorts of roles within institutions and have found themselves now on this particular trajectory. And of course, every single institution is different and there's different parts of the sustainable finance universe within a particular organization. Is that the same at ABN AMRO? Are there, you know, several different maybe functional areas within the sustainable finance framework? Yes, there are. So we have a central team which we call Group Sustainability, that is a joint team with Group Strategy, which is the central team. That's where I work and where I lead a team responsible for the reporting and engagement side of the sustainability area. But of course, in our business lines, so within our commercial bank and within our private bank, retail bank and wholesale bank, we have people dedicated to sustainability as well, working on sustainable products, sustainable loans, sustainable investments, sustainable mortgages, all these very relevant and impactful areas for the bank, but embedded within the business lines where they can have a direct effect on clients. Right, right. Well, and I think it obviously must be working because ABN AMRO is ranked among the top 10% of the most sustainable banks worldwide just last year, which is an amazing accomplishment. But I know you're certainly not one to rest on your laurels. So how are you thinking about or working to improve your ranking going forward? Yeah, so sustainability is a continuously evolving field and these raters and benchmarks, they help us to keep kind of track on where we are on a relative scale. But where we are now will not nearly be enough to, uh, let's say, two years uh, down the line. So we need to improve continuously and upscale our employees, our product offering, maybe our strategy as well, and to continuously try to improve from that sense. 
And this is where we use these raters and, and benchmarks to see where we are. I would also like to stress that we don't use it as a competition. We don't view sustainability that much as a competition. It's something that we work together on with other banks, with our clients, with other companies as well. But these benchmarks, they kind of give us a sense of where we are in the sector that we are operating in. And actually, it's a top-line KPI for Avionomo to be at least in this top 10%. But actually, our ambition is to enter the top 5% because we're quite ambitious on our strategy to accelerate the sustainability shift. And this is embedded throughout all business lines in the bank. Our mission is even higher than where we are today. And we feel that we can use these raters to find out actually where they feel that areas for improvement are. So that can be really helpful as well. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. You mentioned in your last answer this idea of upscaling or upskilling your employee base. What are some of the actions that ABN AMRO is taking to do that? Are there additional training courses? Are people going back to school for it? Are there things that ABN AMRO is doing internally? Yes, we're doing a lot on educating and training our staff on the topic of sustainability. Sometimes it's more general awareness or general training say on ESG or on specific sectors or on the sustainable development goals, we offer more general awareness sessions. But depending on the job that a colleague of mine has, there are more specific trainings. So if you are an investment advisor within our private bank, you will be trained on sustainable investing. If you're a mortgage advisor, you will be trained on how to make homes more sustainable. If you're in our corporate bank or our commercial bank, Depending on the sector where you are active, you will be offered trainings to gain more knowledge on sustainability within your sector. It's a two-step approach. On the one hand, it's more general awareness for all 20,000 ABNOMO employees. And depending on which type of job description or activities or clients you have in your portfolio, it's a more detailed, more specific training that is offered. And that is very powerful because sustainability in financial institutions cannot come from just one central team or a few people. It needs to be embedded throughout the entire organization. And we want to make it relevant for our clients. And the way to do that is to train our staff. So it's a very crucial element of our approach. No, absolutely. And even though the Institute of International Finance is obviously much smaller than ABN AMRO, we too are finding it necessary to you know, do webinars and trainings internally just to get people up to speed on what some of the issues are and how the financial services industry as a whole can contribute to sustainable finance and you know how we can actually make a difference in this very important area. So it, it's great to hear that ABN AMRO is so dedicated to this. Moving slightly, what steps kind of concretely has ABN AMRO been taking to reduce its own operational carbon footprint? Yeah, so so as a bank, our biggest impact is through our clients. It's over 99% of our impact. So we could quite easily say that our own footprint is less important. From an impact perspective, then we would be right. But we've said, well, there's also something called like leadership by example. We need to at least walk the talk and show the way forward and show progress in our own footprint as well. So we use our own offices and our own, uh, let's say, our own impact also as a test case or as an, as an example case to clients to say, okay, listen, so we've built a circular building straight in front of our head office. It's quite large. And it's, it started as kind of an experiment. Is this circular movement? Is this possible in the real estate sector? Can you actually produce a circular building? And is it nice? Is it doable? 
And it's not because our biggest impact is in that building, but it's just a showcase of how it could be done. And it leads to a lot of interesting conversations with our clients and with other stakeholders as well. The same could be said about our head office and other office buildings. We try and reduce energy use in those offices as well. And we have an ambition to be Paris-proof much earlier than we should be, just to show that it can be done. It gives some proof points to some of my colleagues as well, and and it, it helps in some of the discussions that we have with clients. It's important to stress that this is not where our biggest impact is. So it's not that if we are energy neutral in our head office that we can say, okay, now we're a very sustainable bank. No, our impact is through our clients and in our balance sheet and in our investments. But it's nice to also lead by example and to have some best practices and some showcases in your own operations. And that's what we're working on constantly. Absolutely. And in fact, I was at the Circle building last June for a workshop and I was blown away. It was amazing. I I really didn't want to leave. So at least from a showcase standpoint and walking the walk, I definitely think you're doing that. But shifting to your point about how, you know, most of the carbon footprint is really generated through your clients, this this idea of 99% of kind of the financed emissions. How are you working with your clients uh, to help companies measure and disclose greenhouse gas emissions, you know, those that are kind of financed by loans and investments? It's a challenge and a lot of banks are struggling with that. How How is ABN AMRO tackling? that? I recognize that it is a challenge, right? We have around 5 million retail clients. We have around 400,000 corporate clients. So how are you going to measure the carbon of all those clients in all those sometimes quite long value chains? What we have done together with other banks is to try and come up with a methodology that is accessible, that is open, that is transparent, and that is doable for banks to assess their carbon impact on a balance sheet level. We call it the Partnership for Carbon Accounting Financials, or PCAF. And there's around 60 banks now joining us around the world with this methodology to kind of get a sense of where our biggest carbon impacts are. Again, this is on a portfolio level, so it's not on a granular client level, but it does give an idea and a sense of direction for, in this case, ABN AMRO to see in this sector or in this asset type, we have a large impact. In our case, our biggest impact is in our mortgage portfolio. We have around 150 billion euros in our mortgage portfolio. We financed around 800,000 homes, mainly in the Netherlands, and they emit carbon. So can we measure that? Can we steer on a reduction of carbon in our mortgage portfolio? Yes, we can. And we can also do that on a client level. So we can develop products and services that help our clients make their home more sustainable. And we can offer financing and advice on that. And by doing that, we can decrease our negative impact through our mortgage portfolio. And the same approach works for corporate lending. And we say, okay, we are quite large historically in certain sectors. And let's see what our footprint is there. And let's see how we can help our clients in those sectors reduce their footprint. And this is something that we've been developing over the last three or four years, again, together with a lot of other banks, because there's no need for competition. It actually helps if we do it together, because then the methodology becomes better, and we can learn from each other, and we can improve it together. This has seen quite a large uptake around the world, a lot of banks joining, and it's also helpful, ultimately, to develop proposals and propositions and products for clients. 
Absolutely. And then talking more about kind of some of these strategies and methodologies that you have been using with your clients, talk a little bit uh, with us about ABN AMRO's integrated reporting strategy. What is it and why is it so important and, and how does it really relate to sustainable finance, you know, more broadly speaking? Yeah, the, the essence of integrated reporting is that you combine different capitals and different stakeholders in your disclosures or in your annual reports. And that you also take into account how you have created value for the longer term or how you intend to create value on these capitals and for these stakeholders in the longer term. Now, that seems quite technical and there is a, there's frameworks for this and, uh, and all kinds of guidelines. But the essence is very much focused also on topics that are coming from the sustainability area. So if we're looking at the impacts on natural capital, which is one of the capitals that we report on, through the example that I just used on our mortgage portfolio, then our negative impact through this mortgage portfolio on the natural capital is quite large. Our positive impact on value creation for clients and maybe for society as well, from a financial perspective, is quite large as well. But in an integrated report, you try and combine all these impacts and all these capitals in an understandable way and report on your progress, on your strategy and on your KPIs, etc., combined. This is where it also differs from just a financial or an annual report where you state how the financial performance has been over the last six months or quarter or year. In an integrated report, you try and combine these capitals and develop and share a story or share a, a report on how you've created value for these different stakeholders. And again, this is, this is, well, it's not completely new, but it's still developing. We are still learning on this journey. We've been doing integrated reporting since 2015. We're still developing it and we need to improve further. We're now combining it with impact reporting where we say, okay, can we be more specific on the different impacts that we make, uh, which is a very interesting area as well that still also needs developing. But we've gotten high appreciation or good feedback on these reports because it tells a different story, a more holistic story on what we are actually doing. But I've only worked in banking, as I said in the beginning, but I think specifically for banking is very interesting because these stakeholder groups for us are very relevant. So it's our clients, it's our employees, it's our investors, but it's also the society in which we operate. Those are the four stakeholder groups that are really relevant for ABN AMRO and probably for other banks and financials as well. But in our integrated report, we try and demonstrate how we have created value for those four stakeholder groups. And that has been, been an interesting journey over the last couple of years. And, and I hope to, to drive that further in the next couple of years. You know, it's interesting in what you were just saying, this idea of, you know, the combination of the financial reporting with some of these other factors and talking about the various shareholders um, and, and how important that is. You know, it really sounds like ABN AMRO was ahead of the game. Last year, the business roundtable here in the United States made a big splash saying how, you know, the role of a corporation is not just to its shareholders, but also to its stakeholders. And there was a lot of support for it, but there was also a lot of cynicism that came around with that. But it sounds like ABN AMRO has, has really had that as a guiding principle for the last half decade, at least. We definitely have. And I think uh, our 2015 report, our first integrated report was, was titled Stakeholder Value is at the heart of our story or it was something along those lines. We've been focused on creating stakeholder value for a much longer time. 
And I'm not that skeptical towards the American initiative or the Roundtable initiative. I think it's a great statement. I think it's the way forward. And I think maybe some European companies are ahead of the game compared to some U.S. companies. But I think it's great that this Roundtable has actually issued this statement. And they will probably follow it up with a journey on how to establish it, which could be a challenge in itself. And we have that challenge as well. So it's not that we are we have totally tackled this issue. But it does make sense that we need to create value for more and different stakeholder groups. And hopefully, and probably the idea behind that, if you've created enough value, then that creates financial value for the investor. But it's not the other way around. So the order of creating value for your clients and for your employees and for society, that ultimately leads to value creation for investors as well. I couldn't agree with you more. You mentioned something about the impact statement. And I know ABN AMRO was the first bank to publish its impact statement based on the Impact Institute's framework for impact statements. A lot of use of the word impact in what I just said. Could you tell us a little bit about what this framework is and why did ABN AMRO feel, you know, it was important to be such a, a trailblazer in this area? And then also, you know, perhaps more importantly, what did this exercise reveal to you? Yeah, and, and this is also a journey that we are still on. But the question behind it is, can we actually measure and report? Let's start with those two. Can we measure and report what our factual impact is on these different stakeholder groups? So we say that our intention is to create value for our stakeholders, but what is the actual value or impact that we have created? Can we measure that? And if we can measure it, can we report on it? Ultimately, we would really like to steer on it. So we want to steer on less negative and more positive impact. But if you want to steer on something, first you have to measure it. If you can measure it, can you report on it? And then can you set some guidelines or some framework around it or some KPIs or targets or what have you to steer towards more positive impact or less negative impact or preferably both? And the framework that we used that was developed by the Impact Institute gives us some sort of a guidance on how to measure this. Because if we have to come up with that from scratch, that would take us years and years. And it would be less comparable as well if all banks or all companies would develop that themselves. So we've worked together with the Impact Institute. They have developed a framework and we have plotted the impacts of ABN AMRO towards this framework to see and uh, how we could assess where what impacts are. And again, this is where we use the integrated reporting framework as well to use those six capitals and to align with our integrated report so that it makes sense in our total reporting, what is the actual impact and on which capitals are we measuring? Now, the second part of your question was, is it helpful or does it, you know, what does it do for a bank or in this case for ABNOMA? We've been doing smaller experiments since 2014, 2013 or 2014 on measuring smaller impacts on smaller parts of our business activities. And all these smaller studies have been very insightful. They have demonstrated where our impact is on employee training or where the impact is on the mortgage portfolio and on different smaller pilot studies. And this was the first time in 2018 that we did it for the bank as a whole or that we tried to assess the impact for the bank as a whole. And this leads to some very interesting debates or discussions both within the bank but also outside of the bank. So with other banks and with other stakeholders and investors and NGOs and clients. 
We've had a lot of debates around, are we measuring it in the right way? Can we be more specific? Are we attributing it in the right way? So is it our impact or is it the impact of our clients? That is very challenging topic still. And can we improve on these impacts and, and can we actually in future steal on, on those impacts? We're definitely not there yet. We're not at a point that we can actively say uh, or steer on these impacts. But these studies and these reports really help us to get on the way and also to be more transparent both internally and externally on the impacts that we have as a bank. And that has generated a lot of energy and a lot of discussion that is also very insightful in itself. So it's been a really exciting journey, this impact reporting journey. And next week, March 11th, we will publish our new integrated report and our new impact report as well. Uh, obviously, I've, uh, I've been working on that for a few months now, and I'm keen to get the response of stakeholders on that as well. And I think we've tried to improve further on the detail on those reports. So, yeah, it's been a really exciting reporting journey from that sense. It certainly sounds like it, and it sounds like it's it's a tremendous amount of work. I'll look forward to taking a look at these next week, uh, the two reports that you mentioned, the impact report and the integrated reporting. We're running up against the clock here, so I wanted to just ask one quick question before we, we wrap up today. You know, how does ABN AMRO, or if you don't want to speak for the bank as a whole, how do you define sustainability? Well, we view it in the broader sense. Sometimes we use ESG just to show that it's more than just green or more than just, let's say, the, the carbon side of sustainability. It's also about social. It's also about governance. And what we've actually done, because I get this question also internally a lot, what is our focus in terms of sustainability? We've tried to, to match it into certain focus items. So we look at three things. We look at climate. We look at the circular economy. And we look at social impact. And those three areas of focus, that's where we try to structure our debates and our policies, our products, our strategy, our, our targets around those three areas. Just to make it, well, not so much understandable, but to give it some guidance on the topic. So we view sustainability as being a holistic topic and it should be integrated into all the things that we do all our activities, there should be attention for sustainability. And these three topics, climate, circular, and social, they help to guide that within the bank and within our service offering as well. It's a common question. What is your definition of sustainability? And it's not a short answer, I know, I'm sorry. It's um, specifically, I think, in banking, our impact is wide and, and our, our range is wide. So we need to keep a broad definition. We need to keep focus on the social aspect of sustainability as well as on the more environmental and governance aspects. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think the fact that ABN AMRO is able to articulate that so clearly, the climate, the circular and the social is really helpful. As you said, a, a lot of banks and, and a lot of our member institutions are struggling with that idea of, you know, what is sustainable for company X? So I really appreciate your, your thoughts on this. Jared, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will really appreciate it. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to All About the Green. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We hope that you will tune in again for the next edition of All About the Green, though it'll be a tough act to follow after this terrific conversation with Jared from ABN AMRO. 
This has been Greer Mizells, and until next time, keep it green. <laughs>